I won more premierships alone than the other he 19 managers. He has created an absolute Boys, we are here to rant. James, we have to do justice before we just slide right into the top four. I didn't want to get off track. This, this is one of the best title races of all time. Good afternoon, and Patrick. You're in a really heated race to finish in the top four. And you trot out a B team. What do they need? What on earth? I don't have an option. I'm talking world Wow. Welcome. Welcome. To Prem de la Prem. Welcome back to Prem de la Prem. Today is probably Tuesday, August 31st, transfer deadline day. But if we're being honest, we're recording on Sunday. So don't add us if shit pops off in the next 48 hours and we inexplicably fail to discuss transfer news. We're doing a little bit of time travel, so you're going to have to bear with us. We got a jam-packed episode for you. It's the Match Week 3 recap plus transfer headlines, including that blockbuster deal. Can I get a Ronaldo C from you, Patrick? What, a, a C? His, his his signature celebration? Isn't it like a swee? Like one of those? I feel like it's a yeah. little bit more guttural. Yeah. That's yeah, that's what I wanted from you. I didn't want to steal good? your thunder. I didn't want to alpha you with my impersonation of it. I, I wanted to let you walk the line. Okay. Can I hear yours? C! Okay, I think I did better. We'll let the prem heads decide. <laughs> Vote now. <laughs> But first, before we get into all that, Prem de la Prem has obtained access to an exclusive Arsenal press conference. It's Mikel Arteta's spokesperson reacting to the loss of our city. Let's listen in, shall we? All right, cheers. Um, here, take some questions. After <laughs> So happy. <laughs> <laughs> after uh, Man City, Arsenal, uh, don't have my score sheet on me, but after the game today, yeah, here, take some questions. Hi, hi. Uh, Seymour Butts for the Guardian. Uh, yeah. Brentford's ever first ever EPL game at home, followed by Chelsea and Man City. They were always going to be a tough first three games for Arsenal. Sure. Uh, although a vocal a vocal section of the fans are already calling for a change. Would you, standing there today, speaking for Arteta, tell them there shouldn't be any real cause for concern? Yeah, of course. We're three we're three games into the season. Uh, if we were going to, you know, be this reactionary about three games into the season, we probably should have. Sacked our uh, our boy Arteta earlier on, so he could find a new job elsewhere. Um, so no, it's three games, like you said, very very difficult fixtures, um, mm-hmm. maybe impossible fixtures, depending on who you'd ask. Uh, but certainly, certainly after the games were played, they seemed impossible fixtures, didn't they? Uh, no, we're we're churning away. We got a break to get things right. There's been some important players out of the lineup, of course. And we got some uh, more favorable games on the schedule to get ourselves churning before uh, a North London derby. So uh, we'll, we'll, we'll get things sorted. Just just give us a couple weeks, and you'll uh, you'll see something nice. Sorry, Seymour Butts with the follow up here. Uh, yeah, d- you back the boys to find the back of the net come uh, come the end of the international break. Well, the first game after the international break, sure. I believe it's uh, it's Norwich at home. Uh, okay. Yes, yes, absolutely. Back the boys to notch. Let's say at least two. Uh, yeah, hi. Uh, Hugh Jass for the Daily Mirror. It's well documented that your squad is limited, to say the least. No Ben yeah. White, no Gabrielle, and Party still working his way back to fitness. That said, can you walk us through the decision to play certain fringe players? If you Fringe is a nice way of saying it, perhaps nomads, um, over available and fit new signings. Right, right. Great question. Great question. So, 
obviously, first two games of the the season didn't go so great. Um, got us, uh, you know, a little bit turned around, we thought, in the midweek against West Brom's U23s in the Carabao Cup. Got six goals. Um, Sid Kalasinac started that game, um, in some people's eyes, uh, a key contributor to that victory. So, thought we'd roll the dice. He's a physical guy. Uh, not so much a defender, but physical guy. Thought he'd be able to boss some people around, play three. He's a defender back. of people. Right. Yeah. Shout out Mesut Ozil and his well-being because it could have been much, much worse for him if it weren't for the Bosnian tank, as they call him. Uh, but no, we had... Um, it was nice to get Odegaard into the side. Uh, so it was an experiment to play five at the back against City and see if we could we could sniff it out. Didn't quite work. Uh, other than other than that... Um, you know that player, you know who with the with the unavailable players at center back. You know Cedric, Cedric had to get in on the right, and you know is what it is. Didn't didn't go as we planned, uh, but you know you got to try some things against one of the best teams, reigning champs. You got to you got to try and tinker. Right. Yes. Over mm-hmm. here. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Conan Lingus. Conan Lingus. BBC Dublin. Uh, lots have been made of your butt slap you gave Granite Xhaka as he walked off the field after his red card. Should we read into that as a positive or negative physical touch? And what do you think this opens up as a window for Mohamed El Nani to shine? Another another great question. Um, Colin, was it? Conan. Conan Lingus. BBC Conan. Dolan. Conan. Great question. Great question. Um, you know, yes, so when, when we... Um, we're, we're We're all well aware of, uh, of Mr. Arteta's... Uh, disciplinary record or his team's disciplinary record at, at, at this point. So, you know, those those matters are best handled inside the locker room, uh, you know, public facing. Uh, you know, we're going to back the lads. Uh, we're going to make sure that they feel the support. And, you know, quite frankly, um, I think that uh, the, the, the officials got one wrong a bit earlier. So we thought we were going to be a little bit loose today. Um, and that's, that's the only license you need to give Granite for him to, uh, you know, launch himself into a tackle. And, uh, you know, Jao made the most of it. Granite has a reputation. Off he went. So uh, didn't go another one that didn't go as as planned. I guess you could say. Uh, and then El Neni, of course. You know, I believe that's a three game ban. Um, not sure we're gonna have Thomas Party back after after the season. So we might be looking at a Sambi El Neni pivot. Uh, if we get away from the five, if not, then um, probably just El Neni and they're doing his thing. Because why why start Sambi? And a hot mic in the locker room from the Amazon oh. All or Nothing documentary crew picked up on you saying, and I quote, lads, let's give Joao Cancelo something to actually go down over next half. And they, this was the, they picked that me or, or, or Mikhail? You, in cahoots. Yeah, I can, um, I can corroborate that story. All right. I think we got what we need. Moving right along. Yes. <clears throat> yep, yep, in the back. Uh, this is Jock Strap for ESPN. When asked about the task in front of you this season uh, at Arsenal after the game, Pep Guardiola said, and I quote, he knows I love him. Would you like to take a moment to remind everyone that you're from Pep's coaching tree? Well, yeah, you know, just because my hair, or excuse me, Mikel's hair is perfect. You're also looking at my hair, which is also perfect. But just because Mikel uh, has hair does not uh, make him not a bald fraud. He's actually bald underneath his hair. Uh, which is where he retains all of his uh, soccer knowledge. Similar, he's bald. To, he's bald under his hair. Yeah, just right under, right under, right, just right above the follicles. Uh, just bald layer, then more hair on top of it. It actually levitates, uh, and that's something Pepperoncini uh, had taught him 
over over at the Eddie had, and he's kept it with him. Uh, and obviously, you know, good things take time. Like um, like Pep, you know, it's not like Pep just walked into the Barcelona side and and won a treble uh, right away. You know, it takes time to build things, and that's what we're doing over here. Uh, and we're 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 just having fun. We're building uh, Lincoln Logs, my favorite back in the day. I'm sure you were a Legos guy, Jock. Uh, but yeah, we're just over here building. It's gonna take some time, guys. One brick, brick by brick, brick by brick. Last question over here. Yeah, please, please. This is Lechuga Caliente for Marca and Espanol. Shortly after the loss, Mesut Ozil posted, "Trust the process," followed by a heartbreak emoji. Do mm. you read that as trust the process, even if it breaks your heart, or I trust the process, and now my heart is in two pieces? Mm. I think it's the former. It's the former because Mezit's happy. Mezit is at uh, Fenerbahce. I believe that's how you say it. Uh, Mikel would know. And he's, you know, just, you know, maybe getting his buddy um, said back pretty soon. Uh, no, I think he's uh, it, he's just understanding this is a long, long, long journey, James. It's a long journey. I mean, I'm sorry. Uh, what was your name? Lechuga Caliente. I'm going to call you Lechuga. No, Lechuga Caliente. Oh, I'm sorry, Mr. Caliente. Anyway, I think that it's just one of those things where it's going to hurt sometimes. Rebuilds rebuilds are ugly. You know, we talk like what happens when the Lincoln Logs fall on the floor? You got to stack them back up one by one, brick by brick. Brick by brick. That's a mouthful. Just like Lechuga Caliente. Uh, no, but what you got to do is just trust the process. It's going to hurt. It's going to be painful. But then there's going to be something great at the other end. Um... How do we know? Uh, we've seen it. We've seen it before. We've done it. It's going to happen. Trust the process. And that's that's right. my time. That's my time. Right. I think that's all the time for today. Thank you, Mr. Spokesperson. All right, Patrick. Let's pick the bones out of that one. Disappointing starts the weekend from our perspective. Sure. 30 wake up for these folks on the West Coast. Uh, the guarantee that Arsenal wouldn't go longer than 15 minutes without conceding. It was, it was a tough one. It was a tough one for our bodies, our minds, and our spirits, wasn't it? Yeah, it sure was. It sure was, James. Not what you want to see, really, at mm-hmm. any hour of the day. Uh, yeah, but Arsenal's getting pretty close to losing 430 privileges. It usually, usually takes me at least halfway through the season to lose 430 privileges. but Relegated a, to the cock. That was a peacock, slap sorry, in the peacock, face. that is. That was a slap in the face. Yeah, I don't no think... record. No record option. They're actually trying to... The Premier League broadcasters in the U.S. are trying to do Arsenal fans a favor. They're like, guys, the game's at 4.30. You can't record it. Please just sleep in. <laughs> just sleep in. Just, guys, <laughs> this is a bad idea. It's Don't not do for it. you. Don't do it. You're not that guy, oh. pal. Yeah, you're not that guy. And then cut to 5.15 about in the morning. Uh, no coffee yet. Three goals to nil, and Tim Howard's just t- teeing off. He's just, going open season. Just any any opportunity this guy's got to just be an asshole, he's going to take mm-hmm. it. He's going to take Stickable. it. Let's just look. And I'm a huge fan of the US, U.S. men's national team. Uh, that was my team before I became a fan of the Premier League. Let's just remember this guy's biggest accomplishment is making the most saves in a World Cup game in which he lost his final competitive international game. Maybe not, mm-hmm. but that's his biggest accomplishment. So. That's just salty. He's just salty. I am, you know, credit to his career at Everton. I'm reading the uh, 
Sir Alex Ferguson book. The title's escaping me, but let's just go with Somehow I Manage. And uh, he, he, he goes in on Tim Howard. He, he basically says he came over from the New Jersey Metro Stars and, quite frankly, could not handle the locker room culture. So, uh, you know, you go to a smaller club, oh. you make it happen. So yeah, and then you know, yeah. and then you find your level as a pundit on on wake up Premier League mornings with Rebecca. Mm-hmm. God mm-hmm. bless her as a replacement uh, for the other Robbie. That's right. He just does the podcast now, I guess. Well, he was on. Um, I think I've seen him around. And who's the other he guy? Just, yeah, he just says less. Kyle Mar- Martino. Kyle Martino really held it together. He's gone. He's done. Oh, okay, okay. Mm-hmm. Oh man, that means we're getting a lot of Tim Howard this season. A lot of Tim Howard this season. Yeah, I can't wait till the first. Like Arsenal's going to play good eventually. I hope, and he's just going to say well, it's just it's just not good enough. That's that's going to be a response. There's going to be nothing nothing positive about it. Uh, just oh, like course. Arsenal's performance. Way to bring bring that thing back around. Uh, it was bad, James. It's real real bad. Not just the. Um, they just never had a chance, did they? On a list of who needs the transfer window. Oh, sorry, international break the most. Arsenal's got to be up there with all the players that are out. Oh, man. It's like, so first of all, it's not, you know, there's there's several things you can you can question about Arteta and Adu and just like the general management of the club. <laughs> uh, some some think, bafflers. Yeah, some, some real <laughs> head scratchers, uh, especially this window. Some real head scratchers. Uh, and good bits of business. Baked in there as well, but uh, some real head scratchers. You know, you combine that with uh, you know absentee ownership, uh, who's appointing a first-time CEO, first-time director of football, first-time manager, uh, and you have a real inexperienced team. You have unreliable veterans, and you have just shit luck. Let's call it what it is. The, the, we were talking about this off air. Uh, it's not mutually exclusive. Arsenal can deserve nothing and still get boned. You know, between the, all the people that have been out for COVID. Uh, the injury to Thomas Partey in the preseason friendly. And then, of course, you know, we hate to talk about the officials. Wink, wink. Love to talk about the officials. Mm, nice. It just never never seems to go Arsenal's way. It does. Way. Yeah, as a neutral, it does just feel like the perfect stew of things yeah. in your control and, and dumb brain incompetence, whether it's yeah. players or management, combined with those those things you hate to see. Um, just the uh, universe. Just, just the, fucking us as yeah, well. The universe doubling down. So I think. But the you thing guys, is, we you know, probably deserved it though. We probably whatever the universe has decided yeah, to. Yeah, you've give got us. bad karma. You've got cronky karma. You're inheriting right. his karma, and I don't even want to know how he tips waiters at restaurants. Oh my god! Oh, mm-hmm. you, you seen that mustache? He probably complains mm-hmm. about every dish he's ever gotten. A terrible 1800s oil tycoon esque mustache. But Patrick, I think the saving grace in all of this is you're you're taking this in stride. You're comparable to the LeBron selfie that went viral of him just being like smiling through it all and just yeah. just grinning to the camera. So I want to give you a quick shout out that you're not in shambles right now. Yeah, well, here's like I told you before the the season started how big that Brentford game was because of the subsequent two games. I think any exactly. Arsenal fan with a with a especially knowing who is what was happening in the squad and who is available and all that, just looking at the schedule. Losing to Brentford was going to set us on a very, very negative track. It's just going to get the social media would be swirling, fans would be going nuts, the media would be digging in, and rightfully so. It's not just, uh, I think a good comparison is Wolves, who Wolves have scored zero goals, they're on zero points, 
But they're playing exciting football. They're getting the people going, uh, and you got to feel like they're gonna something's gonna click for them soon. And yeah. if Adama Traore ever figures out like how to play a final oh, ball, yeah, if he has any finishing or, ability, that dude's gonna go straight to the top. He was in his bag today. He was completely in his bag, but his bag just doesn't include a final pass, I guess, or shot. Oh yeah. If I'm playing, what I get, I'm trying to think of what my equivalent to Fred is. Kindergartners, Pat, I'd be in my bag too. If you're having me do step overs against some kindergartners. Uh, anyway, oh, shit. that's for later. That's for a later day. But again, that is a very well-measured take coming from you, Mr. Crowley. Mm-hmm. But for now, let's let Arsenal get ugly. on a break. Could get mm-hmm. ugly soon. It could get ugly, but it, it, it literally, well, it could get worse. Table-wise, it couldn't get worse. It could only get better. So things Big to facts. look forward to. Things to look Big. forward to in September. Huge, huge rivalry game after the break. Home to North. Oh, jeez. Gotta be ready for right. that. And then away to Burnley. Those are big, mm-hmm. big games for Arsenal, aren't they? Bragging rights at stake. Mm-hmm. Speaking right. of bragging rights, Patrick, let's, keep let's go moving. over to Manchester. I've been bubbling to talk about this. And the funny irony in all of this is we were this close to sending it on last Thursday right. when Ronaldo was on the cusp of joining Man City. We went to and bed it thinking been it was... Yeah. Could have been a very different podcast. I could have said some things that would have been on record and been very unfortunate for me to reflect on the following day. Oh, as luck speaking, would have it. Yeah, speaking of which, just briefly, um, got to put my hand up here. Dead wrong about Aubameyang and Lacazette on the last podcast. Um, went down speculation lane. Turns out they had COVID. Not sure why they couldn't have just said that up front. Made it easier on me. But Aubameyang's looked proper up for it. He spoke to the media after a loss, something he doesn't normally do. So get on in there. We'll make it happen. I just okay. got to own on that. I don't feel like enough people in the media do that, James. So mm-hmm. do, you think they learned, do you think they learned from their uh, media duty, man management discrepancies with Pepe? Or do you think he's actually unwell instead of also having COVID? I have no idea. I have no idea. <laughs> it's an absolute shit show over there, dude. <laughs> There's been no, a poop dump at the shit No clue. Oh. No clue. I do stand by that if you get a buyer for either of them this okay. window, you sell them. Well, anyway, to bring it back to the main story that people actually care about, Patrick. <laughs> I was like a kid on Christmas morning waking up on Friday. I was expecting to see that Photoshop of Ronaldo grinning in a gross sky blue shirt. And instead, Fabrizio documented a beautiful path. A story of how United mm-hmm. Legends pried him away from City. And I know I'm teen. I know I'm in my biased glow right now, but I do feel like not only was this a a needed moment of reassurance for myself, but it also showed everyone, hopefully, that fans still meant something to these players and and to teams the way that we were able to pry him away and bring him back to the club for the last dance instead of instead of just glory chasing. Uh, over at City. So there's heart elements and there's brain elements at play here that we can break down as this goes on. But um, I'm just here for last dance mode. And for our sakes, for my sake, I hope it's Jordan 95, not 01 Wizards. Mm, mm. Well, again, not sure where I had to go there. Uh, but yeah, <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll let you have your moment, James. This is a really, really cool moment. You know, still uh, one of the best players in the world, obviously. Um, likely will be until he until he hangs up the boots. Uh, I don't really see him kind of fading away, but you know no. to have him back in the Premier League. I think after twelve years, was it 
Uh, it's just, it's just cool. Yeah. It's just cool. And it's, and he's, he's, he's back to where it all began. And you got people that, uh, you know, somebody like Marcus Rashford, you know, in the Academy when, you know, Ronaldo was tearing it up, I presume, uh, you know, or Greenwood yeah. as well. Just guys that have, have, have probably, you know, idolized him mm-hmm. in that kit for, for so, so long. Now get to play alongside him. And obviously, you know, Manchester United, I thought and still believe are, are fringe title contenders. I think they're probably like five points off the pace, the other two. Uh, but, you know, this is a little extra steeze, a little, little bit extra cheese on the fastball, if you know what I'm saying. It is. It's like a, uh, let's double down on the things where, on the places where we're good. And let's, you know, the other stuff we still need to figure out. But Ronaldo is that cherry on top, even though what's an important layer to a Sunday? Not quite the ice cream. What's the next most important layer? Let's say the cone. To a Sunday? I thought it came in bowls. Well, I don't, you know, I don't Maybe like it's a Sunday that you got to do got those toppings. It. You got to palm do it. You don't have a bowl for the Sunday. No. Okay. Are we so talking about like the upside down baseball hat? Is that what you're talking about? <laughs> yeah. That's a classic. That's a classic. Well, before we get into actually what it means to the state of the United team, um, and it's funny, I, w- I was interpolating, like, I'm not great at interpolating time, but there was videos of Ronaldo doing his, like, his bag of tricks in front of what looked like a toddler, Jesse Lingard. And I was trying to time up how that made sense. But anyway, yeah, they all, it, it, you get back a player who who these guys idolize, which is a really so funny much to thing. The club. He's 36, says he wants to play at an elite level till he's 40. And I didn't even know this, um, but I feel like I should have. He beat Lukaku to the golden boot in the Serie A last season. He did, Obviously, yeah. I, I, I can't imagine what percentage of those were penalties, but still, that means something. And that's impressive. So, Sure. He scored that important... one, one free kick as well. Right. Right. He's still got free kicks in his bag. It's going to be interesting to see who's grabbing the balls for set pieces coming up. But I think a couple important notes to set down and lay the marker on Patrick just so we get the record straight. Because as thrilled as I am about this, and it's still setting in, and I can't imagine what it's going to look like when he walks out against Steve Bruce's Newcastle um, in early September. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Any way he doesn't start? Any way he doesn't start? No. Messi didn't start in his first... He came off the bench with PSG. He's not not Leo Messi, is he? He's fucking Ronaldo. (laughs) I, I hate, I'm going on tangents on top of tangents, but I hate and love football Twitter so much for this exact reason. In the GOAT argument, they're comparing the likes that Ronaldo's post got compared to Messi's post, and they're like, levels. And it's like, <laughs> is, this, is this the metric? <laughs> is here we go post got more likes? It might be. It might be. Yeah, the 2021 GOAT. But anyway... We go, we go by the facts as much as we go by emotion here on Prem to La Prem. Two things I want to lay out for the record. It's important that Ronaldo to know he didn't seek out the trade to Man United himself. It, in, in the space of the week, he was ready to get out of Juventus by any means necessary. And he actually expected to play for City. You know, he was saying goodbye to his teammates uh, pretty much as early as... Mm-hmm. I think it was Friday morning. He was saying goodbye to his teammates Friday morning. It was very quick. he was joining City. This whole City. thing was very quick. Thinking he was joining City. And and then my follow-up point to that is United never actually had major designs to sign him. It was always like a let's keep tabs on him. He's on your wish list kind of thing. But 
I can't help but feel it was a forced hand move from United, like a PR move. When he was this close to joining City, that's when folks were like, okay, we can't let this happen. I think right. if you know Ronaldo was being courted by going back to Madrid or PSG, one of those clubs, it would have been were outside like, the Premier League. Exactly. would not have gotten involved. Exactly. But the positive spin to this, which is true, is when he got presented with the choice, he jumped at it. And this leads me to, to believe, Patrick, I don't think it's that hot of a take because it's been reported, but I, it was reported as a maybe. I firmly believe this. I think this is a, a Mendez agent masterclass to smoke United out and, and make sure they secured the move. Interesting. Like, I, I don't think City was... City, you if, if the bluff got called, he would have played for City, but I think this was the plan all along to, to get Man United out of, out, out, out mm. of hiding. And if that's the case... I'm I'm glad. I'm honestly glad. That but, would be the story I would tell myself as well. What? <laughs> Which part? <laughs> this was always a grand design. There was never an intention to play for City. No, I know you're not saying that though. Uh, no, that would be pre- that would be pretty that would be a pretty pretty sly move uh, because it was it felt it felt wrong. I, I thought it would have been funny, but it was still it would it would it felt wrong for him to be playing. It was uh, for yeah. City. I was trying to think of a good analogy because he left United in 2009 and uh, I I came on this one. It's like your ex-girlfriend dates your best friend 12 years later. So it wasn't top of mind, but it was always a possibility back of mind. Mm. It just just feels very strange. But yeah, I mean, after the Super League, after COVID, I was just like, what's another dick punch for me? You know, just just sure, pile it sure. But it yeah. came back, came Can't back around. Last thing I want to say on the tactical standpoint, we saw the difference Varane makes today against Wolves when you buy a player who comes in to fix a very direct problem. Sure, Ronaldo is one of the best players in the world still, if not you know the best. You can have that argument all day. So I do think he's going to raise standards and be one of the most lethal players in front of goal. I, you watch people who watch United, you watch the Southampton game, you watch the, the Wolves game. I don't think Ronaldo changes anything in either of those games. I, I just think you get a more pissed off person standing at the number nine position who's not getting service. It, it's going to be very interesting to see how Ali manages all these pieces because he does have to figure out that midfield engine room and how to, how to get a more fluid attack moving because... Even though we eked out the win today, it wasn't in a very convincing manner. So, this is his biggest job yet, I think, is managing all that because it I think now you have. Is. He's got no excuses. I don't. I don't think Ronaldo made makes United an order of magnitude bigger the way that getting you know fixing that defensive midfielder problem would you know that would make them I think outright outright you know title contenders or just as, just as much as anybody. Uh, but yeah, mm-hmm. he is. He I do believe he raises the standard. I don't. I don't think. He won't be, accept yeah. like any tomfoolery. But he makes he yeah, he makes he makes United better. He absolutely makes United better. Yeah. And I think he I think he does not just in the way that he's gonna you know show up on the on the pitch, but he's gonna make Old Trafford more difficult to play at. He's gonna get a little bit more, I think, out of a, a, a few other players on the field. And, you know, maybe maybe he's a little bit of a black hole uh with the ball from time to time. But, you know, when when we're the one of the best players in the world, if not the best player in the world, you roll the dice with him, you know, within 25 yards of goal. Sure. And I think your point's a good one, Patrick. Uh, obviously, for the heart, 
perspective and, and love for the team and love for the player, I obviously think Ronaldo's the most exciting signing of the summer. I think Varane's the best signing of the summer in terms of solving that direct need. So, yeah, yeah, you know, I think you had you had, you had two two big holes to plug, and you plugged one of them. Right, well, right, sorry. and now and now hopefully Three. we acknowledge the other one. There's lots yeah. of tape to look at. <laughs> right. Yes. Cool. Cool. All right. Fresh tape too, just like hot off the press. Oh, let's get back. Let's get back in the tape room on Tuesday. Yeah. <laughs> Fred, you can sit in the front row, my guy. <laughs> you see this one? Uh, the one. Wait, what? Oh yeah, you see, hey. you see this one where they blast it right at you and you just play them right in and then get out muscled. Yeah, you see this one in minute two. What was that minute yeah, two minutes twelve seconds? Right, we got lots more. All right, oh uh, man, just other yeah, day. big, other big headlines here, Patrick. I think you're gonna have a laugh at this one. Harry Kane stays at Tottenham as if it was ever in doubt. I know you were you were a Harry Kane truther. I was a Harry Kane defender. Uh, I, clearly no salt from Pep because when he got asked about it in in an interview, he said the master of the big negotiation, Daniel Levy, knows everything. <laughs> That's some Trump speak if I've ever seen it. He is so passive aggressive. He is so passive aggressive. Is that a Spanish thing or is that a Pep thing? It's a Pep thing. It's a Pep yeah. thing. Yeah. Uh, he has and he has he's he's known for being passive aggressive. And then there's there's a, a famous press conference that he gave when he was at Barcelona and, and Mourinho was at Real Madrid trying to rile him up. And Pep just responded. It was it was not passive aggressive at all. It was just very aggressive. And it's 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 worth the watch if you haven't seen it. Oh, I'm gonna check that out. Yeah, yeah, Pep has some good ones. What are the other what's the other one that's like the New Year interview when they lost the game? He's like, I'm so happy. Believe me. I'm so happy. Happy New Year. <laughs> I don't remember that one. The reporter's like, you don't. See, he's like, the reporter's like, you don't seem happy. He's like, oh, believe me, I'm oh, happy. Yeah. yeah, and I knew it as soon as as soon as uh, City got publicly humiliated, uh, not just with Kane. I don't think that was a humiliation. I think it's just in the end, Levy's not moving him. I still don't put out an absolute ridiculous bid coming in late. But the uh, the, the, the 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 Manchester City or the Manchester United Ronaldo uh, saga. You just knew yeah. Pep was going to destroy Arsenal. A you wounded just, you, beast. You, you don't. You don't. You don't. You don't put him out like was, that and not. He was gonna. Him. Yeah. He was gonna make sure Gabriel Jesus got on the score sheet one way or another. Oh yeah. Well, he would have yeah, done I mean, anything. Just put him on the field. Pretty much <laughs> take all a shot from anywhere within twenty <laughs> yards. Cedric will make sure it diverts on that somehow. I was gonna say Leno's pretty good, but I don't. The, just, just kick the ball to Cedric, and we'll, yeah. we'll get an opportunity out of it somehow. Yeah. Well, Harry Kane stays, and maybe I had this later in the show, but why don't we just bring it on up? Why not? Spurs are top of the table. Three yeah. 1-0 victories, now with a, a Kane who threw an unmitigated PR disaster, masterminded by his, his brother in the agent's chair, uh, has now, you know... He, did, he never wanted to turn his back on Spurs fans. He, I have no doubt he's going to work hard, train hard, and score tons of goals. But a Spurs team with Harry Kane and Son, top of the table after three. Let's are we just going? We're just going to leave this one alone, right? We don't. We don't really need to look into this. We're just going to. No, it I mean I think that they they've they've gridded out three three wins. Uh, Manchester City, of course, very very impressive. Wolves, that was a tough game to, to, to go win. Uh, and then Watford at home is a game Spurs should be winning 
you know, all day long. Do I do I buy them as top of the table? No, but this is a good, 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 uh, good new manager bounce in the worst case scenario for Spurs, where they can get off the, get off the mark. Uh, best case scenario, you know, you you did get really aggressive uh, in in the window to a degree to bring in Romero, to bring in a Brian Gill. Uh, there's still other names that are, are floating around for, for mm-hmm. Spurs. I'm not sure. Deli Alley, basically a new signing. Sure, sure. And I'm not even I'm not sure if their windows. Uh, their window's done yet either. And so keeping Kane, uh, where I had assumed that he was gone, uh, is, is in, in, in a sense, a new a new signing a bit. So uh, interested to see how they get on. Uh, you know, maybe, maybe they, they, they can strike a, a top four if, they're, if this is actually, you know, a, a turning of the leaf. But, you know, the table's meaningless three games in the season. Mm-hmm. Uh, they won't be at the top when the season ends. The funny thing is, I know we're talking about it right now, but like the second it becomes a narrative, like Spurs at the top of the table or Spurs on a win streak, they'll go Spursy. The second oh, yeah. it's like, yeah. So I'm glad it happened early. I'm glad it just, happened early. We're just paving the road, and yeah. yeah, quite a few, quite a few teams get in a manager bounce. Are they now? Who else? Oh, Everton. Everton's our, getting in. Our huh? dear friends at Everton mm-hmm. yet to shit the bed, but the day the night is young. That Very. Chinese food is still settling. I actually think Wolves have been pretty solid despite their. They've their been record. great. Best team on three, zero points. Am I three right? Three one nil losses. Three one nil losses for them. Mm-hmm. Against mm-hmm. Leicester, I, Tottenham, and Manchester United. So tough, tough start, start for them. Tough start a great for them. Looking team. I like. Yeah, that they're looking manager. good. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, no, they quickly shifted the way they play. I was just they they just changed their identity. Yeah, they're a lot of fun. Block. Right. It's, Who's that kid? Trianco? Is that his name? Tr- that kid is Trincao. Trincao. I was wondering, like... He's nice. I know I know. Podence came on. Did Pedro Neto leave? Because he's playing Pedro Neto's role and arguably a little bit better. Um, I wouldn't be shocked if he is if he is hurt because he wasn't even in the bench. So Right, right. I'm sure he's got a knock right now because Pedro Neto was, he was... He's class as well. He is class. It's a good team they've oh, got. Oh, shit. Yeah, he's out. he's out till February. Oh wow. Okay. Well, hence the move, and hopefully, right. you know, Raúl Jiménez yet to find his stride. But we we're, we'd all love it to see to see him back amongst the goals. I think. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, and it's been, he's he's been looking relatively effective as well. Um, I, I felt he was a little bit of less of a presence in the air for obvious R- reasons. And sure, I hope sure. That doesn't. I hope that doesn't. Um, you know, become a lasting thing, just given how incredible he was before. But again, he was up against a pretty solid Varane and Maguire. So, right, you know, right. maybe when he can impose himself more. Sure, he'll, yeah. He'll come good. Yeah, you'd, you'd hope to see it. Obviously, want to see him coming back to full full mm-hmm. strength after that Hundo ugly, P. ugly injury. Hundo P. All right. Well, just to reel back in for one last thing on transfers, just we have a chance to make a prediction here, Patrick. Is there one final massive twist in what is hands down already the craziest transfer summer window ever. Does Mbappe go to Real Madrid? Does he I, do it? Uh, if you're PSG, I mean, I guess money's not even real over there. So you can just it's fuck of, you money. Yeah, you can just do this out of pride and be like, I will happily not give you, not take $150 million just to have Mbappe, Neymar, Messi. But I feel like for that amount of money, you got to sell. But it's just, it's. You don't know because his money is not real to them. So Mbappe has talk about leverage. Mbappe, I'm pretty sure has gone to them and been like, "Hey, 
as soon as I can start negotiating a contract of which I've turned down multiple offers from you for, I'm going to go negotiate with Madrid first. So he goes and he's, yeah. And he's going to do that in January. Yeah. He's going to sign it before the summer window. So, and that benefits him. Look, Mbappe's got to be in no rush. I think he scored a brace today. Mm -hmm. I think he played today. I think he scored a brace. So he did. If that's, if that's, you know, think about the wages Mbappe can get if he goes on a free. He's probably like chilling either way. Oh, he didn't give a crap. Um, but funny enough for PSG, maybe Mbappe is the key to a Champions League. Maybe you know, name a wild card. Messi, yeah. What's what's another world class forward? Uh, but they sure shit don't need him for a title charge in the league. Uh. No. So so I'm just so I don't know if I'm impressed. Or confused by PSG's stance and all this. Like, Leonardo was, was talking to the press like, we don't want to speak it on it anymore. Speak on it anymore. Our stance could not be clearer. And I tried to go back and find what their stance was, and it could not have been more unclear. <laughs> Dude, they're just doing... They're doing a madness. But here, I think... I think there's more madness. I think there's more madness in the window. I think okay. that there's... I think that there's going to be a, a, a couple more big names to move... Um, not necessarily in the Premier League. I hope something more happens in the Premier League. Uh, but I think that, you know... <laughs> For no team in particular, just yeah. the general Well, I think wealth. that you look, you look uh, kind of across the board, you know, City could still be in for a striker. Uh, Manchester United could still be in for a midfielder. Uh, Chelsea, you know, who, who knows who they'll be in for. They've had a very impressive window, especially their outgoings. But Might I interest uh, you in a Dan James? You know, maybe, maybe put him next to El Nenny in the low block and just let him run ragged, just wear out the other midfield. Um, obviously, Arsenal, I think, have a, a Trippier would be the only big name I think that they have a chance to land, but I just I don't see that happening. No, I don't even want that. I don't even no. want that to be fair. No, uh, no, yeah. I think there's something big. I think there's something big left. I don't know what it is, but I, I, I think that I've said all along. I think that there's a lot of like moving pieces this window, just due to the funds being tighter from COVID. Yeah. So I think people just have to line up a few moves, and so mm-hmm. I think something crazy is going to happen at the end because people will get desperate. There's Fees a lot of stalling met. going on. Yeah. Right now. Yeah. There's yeah. a lot of seeing who's going to move first. I think. I think. Oh, and it's going to be a how fun many few people days. have been proclaimed? I'm staying for good, and then they 100 they go before the end of the window. We've gotten a right. lot of I'm definitely stayings, which means there's right. certainly one definitely going. Yeah, Jaka did one of the craziest turnarounds I've seen this summer. Yeah, well, he can play he can play pretty quick in Serie A, so maybe Roma's still interested. <laughs> I don't know what they what they were asking, but uh, he's like a YouTube video that's been slowed down to 0.5 speed. Isn't it brilliant? Isn't it brilliant? You know, after after the Euro. That it takes him three games to remind everybody, not just Arsenal fans, everybody. One, that he got a new contract, and two, that he doesn't deserve it. <laughs> Did you feel a moment when he was walking off from the red card that he was going to do something insane? Like, <sighs> I was like, is he going to cup his hand to his ear? <laughs> in, in, I'm, surpri- I'm, surprised they didn't, I'm surprised they didn't look at it, if I'm being honest with you. But you know, I, I can accept the red card for the way that he went in. Uh, but no, I, I I was expecting a little bit more of a protest. Right. He seemed to accept the red card and just get pissed at Cancelo, which <laughs> I think that tells yeah. you everything you need to know about Jaka. Like he, I think he's like, right. yeah, I'm down with the red card, but you're still a bitch. Right. Bro, exactly. It's like who really ugh. won here? 
and yeah. City did decisively. But who yeah. really won? Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well. Ooh. Okay. Nice little segue laid out in front of me here, talking about dodgy decisions from a games perspective. Pat, you and I watched Chelsea Liverpool together. Um, tale of two halves. The first half was yeah. a cracker. Great first goal from Havertz. Um, the, the game was defined by the end of the first half. The Reese James handball, subsequent double jeopardy, red card for the goal line clearance. Call him Reese Suarez, why don't you? Mm-hmm. You and I both had the same visceral take seeing it, and I hate how Tim Howard and the Goonies over at NBC summed it up by, uh, who was it, Martin Atkinson looking at, quote-unquote, a freeze frame, and that's how he made his decision. But when we saw the play unfold, we had noticed a Reese James scoop. It looked like he was scooping it out. I understand how people... A shovel, even. Yeah, any kind of orifice you use. No, that's not... Edifice? Edifice, yeah. You're on your own here. Any any kind of edifice, we're going to go with that, you use to to move an object. Um, That's what it looked like. And so, harsh, you may think, we thought it was the right call at the time. Obviously, I think emotions were running high because Carl was texting some spice in the group earlier. Um, yeah. We both found ourselves wearing Liverpool jerseys under our shirts. But has your opinion changed at all? Um, or or do you feel bad for him more than you did on the day? Just curious where you landed on that. Oh, no, I felt, I felt bad for him on the day because I think he's just – He's in a he's in a no win. I mean, a, a very low win position, I guess. He's just, you know, Mane got to that ball impressively fast. I think he's just shuttling himself across the goal line and trying to trying to stretch, trying to make himself big. And you know, his arm wasn't so so far from his body, but he was making himself big, trying to block the goal, and his 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 arm got in the way. Uh, I think the scoop, like you said, sealed it for me. There's a little bit of, even if it was instinctual, it's intent. And, you know, it's denying of a clear goal score and opportunity. Mm-hmm. Uh, in my eyes, at least a, a semi-intentional handball, being that he did some sort of intentional action there, which I think makes it an intentional handball. I think it's a, mm-hmm. I think it's, I think it's Stonewall. Uh, doesn't mean I don't feel bad for him. Uh, it was actually Anthony Taylor, I think, on the day. Uh, oh, good call. And I think, I think he got it right. Um, and I, I, I don't think there's that much... That much area of gray, I really don't. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a lot it's, of it's talk unfortunate. About intent. It's unfortunate. A lot of Fair talk enough. about intent. You know, I think people let the red card. Oh, sorry, it's funny. People were going column A, column B. Patrick Crowley sure. after their own heart. They were yeah. saying yes, a penalty, but I don't know about the red card. And and I think a lot of people do talk about intent because the classic example is that Luis Suarez, where you're literally like punching it out. You're like, I'm doing this for my team. The definition of intentional. I feel a little bit bad for Reese James because it's instinctual. You have a split yeah. second in your brain where you're like, Not this even, ball's yeah. going in. How do I shape my body or like my limbs to get it out? And it looked like an awkward scoop. And, you know, you used your arm. You kept it out. You got to walk. But um, unfortunate because it, you know, obviously Salah converts the penalty, changes the second half. But... Chelsea do kind of walk out of there with that moral victory despite it being a 1-1 draw because of the way they marshaled that defense with 10 men. Really something impressive to choke out a potent Liverpool attack. Yeah, uh, I I thought 
I thought Klopp was was late on his subs. I don't understand he used one in the first half with Firmino, but uh, Liverpool really poured it on for the first 15, 20 minutes of that second half. And I, you know, I, I think we all thought, you know, this 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 line can't hold um, forever. But then the pressure started to go a little bit a little bit down. Uh, and I thought bringing Thiago on. Right. It went. It went the 15 opposite minutes way. late. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Liverpool kind of ran out of gas, and so I think that the the clock could have acted a little bit faster. But completely fair play uh, to Thomas Tuchel and Chelsea. They they stuck with five at the back, uh, played Lukaku up front, uh, who really you know. Did did what he did what he could, but uh, just had he, he vindicated. He, yeah, this, that's could, a United fan vindicated. That was the version I remember. That's yeah. the version of Lukaku. I remember. Well, what do you want him to do? You know, he's up no, against Van Dyke and Matta. Yeah, uh, and and there were a couple. There were a couple chances where they could have sprung, and they got a couple corners in there. Would have liked to see uh, Werner in 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 there, just like I think a little bit of a pace. You know, Lukaku's game in that one on one situation or two v one situations just. I think that if they were going to break the lines, it was going to be it was going to be with pace, not with his 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 size and strength. Uh, but completely fair, fair play to him. The job the job was to see out the result there, and then I, maybe yeah, get something I, on the break. And they, I think I I don't know why uh, what Lukaku offered, but they they made it happen. You and I were were synced up as peak armchair coaches for that game, yeah. like telling Klopp and Tuchel what to do. We were like, I don't know why he hasn't brought on Werner for Lukaku yeah. to hit the fast break on the sixty minute mark. Yeah, you know, like right. Uh, we yeah, we were we were in our bags. These guys haven't won the Champions League in like months. <laughs> Haters will say it hasn't been on offer. <laughs> no, but uh, it was it was it was fun because it was. Uh, it was it was a you know kind of a punch counter punch, good tactics I thought uh, from both sides opportunities yeah, for both battle. sides. Um, Mendy with I think a subtly good game. We were talking about this. I I don't know that he's got spectacular saves in him, but he's remarkably remarkably sturdy, and it does all a, the the things he needs to do in the little things as well, like a, like the slight parries to avoid you know rebound. Mm-hmm. Uh, and man, that's it's. Chelsea looked formidable. I am I am more impressed at coming out mm-hmm. of this game by Chelsea than I was going into this game on Chelsea, and I, I actually feel a little bit less less strong about Liverpool. I just we talked. I don't know. I don't. I don't know that they have the ability to change the game if it's not going their way, and it will not go their way at times. Uh, right. So yeah. can they be that dominant again? Maybe not against these top the big 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 teams, but uh, can they be that dominant where they're just burying a Burnley every game, or they're burying? You know Newcastle and Wolves, and they don't have to make something happen 60, 70 minutes on. That's where I think that they struggle. Uh, and against these, the, against Chelsea, they they looked second best to me. Yeah, funnily enough, second best when they were a team who was on the offensive for the entire second half. But we talk about teams' weaknesses. Uh, you know, United midfield, uh, City. You call it a lack of a striker if you want. Liverpool, it's their plan B and their depth on the bench. Because if you're taking off Firmino for Jota because of an injury, Jota's your bench game changer, or Firmino on any given day. Beyond that, I don't know if Ox is is really filling me with confidence when he comes on. Tiago, maybe, maybe he can do some unlocking, but there's no there's no clear clear game winner for me on that bench beyond the Jota plan B. So, yeah, I think Tuchel had an answer for everything Klopp threw at him. And uh, I actually think, Patrick, I think the fans lost 
neither team lost, but the fans lost for for not getting a second half that equaled the first half in terms of back and forth intensity. And I think right. it could have. That's not to say I think Liverpool could have won that if it was eleven on eleven because the dynamics different. They have more space to run into. They have more pockets to run into because because Chelsea's more adventurous. I still think it could have gone either way. Sure, yeah. Liverpool created some chances. Exactly in that first half. Yeah, yeah. Henderson just shinned one uh, to the corner flag on a on like a Van Persie esque over the top volley. But um, classic. I, I think I agree with you. I agree with you. Chelsea come out of this as better contenders for the title than, than Liverpool do, for sure. But that is mm-hmm. not to count either of them out. I think it is still, for now, and I think for a while, a pretty exciting four-horse race. Yeah, I do. I, I, I think so. I, 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 I don't want to overreact, but I'm, I worry about you're, Liverpool. Yeah, you're, pretty, you're down bad on Liverpool. I just think yeah, they're... They're so good, but they're they're just paper thin. They're paper thin. Harvey Elliott looks like like a baller, though. Maybe he'll he have does. a nice little season. He does. He looks he looks like he a little raw, little raw, which is fine for him. Uh, but he 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 could he could be a difference maker for them. Uh, and right. like you said, somebody needs to step up in that midfield. Fabinho's excellent. Uh, can't imagine Thiago not starting for long once once you see when he comes on the field. Uh, but I they, I think they just need a. I don't know who it is. I don't know who it is. I, I, like you said, I just don't know that they got that guy that takes mm-hmm. them that next level right now. Mm-hmm. Right. When Plan A is When Plan A is like so good. He's so good. Yeah. I mean, they call him the best for a reason. Mm-hmm. All right. Let's send it home with those segments we know and love. Freak of the week. Patrick, how are we doing this? Who's got honors? I think I'll go. Uh, I was going to go with narratives, but I'll let that slide. Expected. I'm going to go with the the concrete and go with Richarlison. Um, oh, you son of a bitch. The biggest child in the world. Uh, does he Throwing even talk? Out does, his toys. Does he even say anything when he's doing I, I I swear he doesn't talk. He just closed mouth. No, he's just very emotive. Towards yeah. the penalty spot, stares at Calvert. Like, first of all, for those of you who don't know what I'm talking about, um, Dominic Calvert Lewin is the penalty taker uh, as. You know, you usually maybe have to think about it a couple times, but now it's very clear. Dominic Calvert-Lewin's a penalty taker for Everton. They you know how clubs designate penalty takers? Oh, yeah. Forgot about that. Uh, and so Richarlison just want, wants it, I guess, uh, and doesn't really care about anything else and just head down. until. Like, I feel like Seamus Coleman's got to do this like three, four times a year. Oh. It's just to get oh. the guy off the penalty spot. Uh, and Patrick, just, here's the craziest part. Here's the craziest part. Okay, so when I first saw it, I didn't know the full context. I thought Richarlison earned the penalty. And they're both forwards. They both want to get their confidence and goals up. So I, I was like, kind of okay. respect that. Yeah. I could kind of respect that. You see it happen before. He was nowhere near the play. In no. fact, when Coleman's down, because he earned the penalty, Richarlison runs over, grabs the ball, runs away. And they had to do like, you know how like, a baby or a toddler who's throwing a tantrum is like holding a football or something and you need to go right. back inside and you like you do like a look over here and then poke the football out. That's what they had to do to him. He wasn't gonna drop the ball. Insane. They had to like trick him and poke the ball and give it to Calvert Lewin and then he like barely celebrated with the team. He didn't crack a smile. Oh he well, is... well how can you after that? It was pretty embarrassing. I if I had a list of like most hateable Players in the Prem, I think Richard, he's a talent. Don't get me wrong, he's a talent. Oh, I, but I think he's up there. I think he's up there for me. 
I think that I could get him sent off. I think if I played against him, I could get him sent off. I think he's that You've had easy this take before. Up. I can't remember if it was for the same player. He seems to he seems to be the easiest person to get a yellow card against. Right. I don't want you, you, you to reveal do is all like, your secrets, yeah. but why don't you give us a little taste of how you how you go about it? Well, I think I would just put in a um, just kind of a cheeky little trip or something, kind of off the ball, just like a, as we're jogging across the field, just like a cheeky little, just like kick him in the shin, uh, and then guaranteed the next time I had the ball and I was passing it, he would lay one thick on me and I'd make a meal out of it. You're in the book, mm. you mm-hmm. know. Cancelo ask. Mm-hmm. And then it's just I think he he and he doesn't he doesn't compose himself either. He gets you you can see no, it just building and building mad. and building. He yeah. stays mad. Yeah. And, but the thing is, I actually think he's better when he's mad. I think he gets in his bag. So it's this weird thing with him. Um, he is he is fireworks. Absolutely. I did some quick research, James. Um, this guy's taken one penalty for Everton. It was last year, and he and he buried it. Thank uh, God. He's taken four in his career. Um, and he is three for four. He has not missed one since 2016 uh, at Fluminense in Brazil. So okay, okay. Fluminense, excuse me. Yeah. Uh, so maybe, maybe he's got a point. Maybe he's got a point. Let's go. I don't think Calvert Lewin's missed yet, though. Let's see. Let's see. I'm going to Calvert Lewin right now. Yeah. See if you can do a little bit more filler time on. Uh, well, here's what I Charleston. will say, Patrick. Uh, if it's not abundantly clear to the audience up to this point, Richarlison was also my freak of the week. So, aligned once again in that aspect. And I, I cannot stress enough how surprised I was to find out that Richarlison was nowhere near the play when this was going on. So, these, this, was, this was Dalvin Calvert-Lewin's second ever penalty after bearing the first one a couple weeks ago or a week ago, whenever it was. He's gotten two this year. Uh, so Maybe Richarlison thinks they're still doing live tryouts, like active yeah. tryouts. Yeah. I mean, I think at this point you just got to rock... Calvert Lewin, until he misses, right? I was, trying yeah. to, I was trying to think of who was taking him before. I think I got it sorted. They needed a new one, James. Um, what's the next segment? Goals of the week. Ooh, I've got one for match week two as well. Do you have one for match week two? No, I don't. But why don't you go ahead? That's in the past for me. Yeah, I got. I, it was Ings with the overhead kick. Oh, uh, uh, I mean, if it's a goal of the season well. contender, I'll just. Oh, or goal of the month well, no. contender? Oh, no, I don't think, uh, no. Uh, no. Uh, okay. All right. Goal of the week. All right, well, it's my goal uh, my of the match week, week. And, and possibly more. Sure, sure. Okay, match week three. What do you got? Yeah. Um, I just want to go with Rodri. That goal was, it was smooth. so subtle, but like from like 25 yards out, just passing it in. Um, and, and not Side like foot. a... Yeah, the keeper was a bit... Uh, unsighted, but I don't think there was any. I mean, there's plenty of defensive errors on the day, but I don't mm-hmm. think that there was much, much anyone on the defense could do there. It was just a pure, pure strike that just completely uh, buried the game. Mm-hmm. I believe was that was that three or was that four? Can't quite remember. Uh, I think it was four. four. Jesus was three. Four, four out of five. Yeah, four out of five. Five total, James. Five was it just total. Five, five total. It was, okay. a, it was a high five. Mm. One, two, yeah. three. Oh, I see. I see what you're saying. Yeah, that that was how it ended up in the books, unfortunately. Um, mine was mine was Connor Gallagher, his second goal against mm. West Ham. He carried Patrick Vieira's to his first point of the season, and to me, did. Uh, people people say there's three ingredients that go into a perfect goal gumbo. 
There's a there's a, a neat trap, a tight turn, and a fine finish. And uh, Connor Gallagher did that perfectly against West Ham, burying it past Fabianski, bamboozling the defense. It was kind of like a, a clean version of what Decore did a couple weeks ago when he was like... That's true. Like a, like a deer crossing a frozen over lake. Very, very true. It was a clean one. It was a clean one. Yeah. Big up like for Crystal one. Palace. I like that one. Award. Getting he, on the I almost board. went for almost went for Buendia. Dude, that was nice. Was I thought he got a little too. little little uh too much space. Too much space, yeah. 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 Agreed. Yeah. And it wasn't Made wasn't it perfect into the corner either. The keeper got a got a paw on it. If we're being harsh. Mm-hmm. Brilliant goal. Mm-hmm. Brilliant goal. Brilliant goal. Brilliant week. All right, folks. That's about it for this one. Next week, we will do an international break pod. Even though there's no soccer, there will be James and Pat. We're going to analyze the trends of the first three weeks, wrap up the transfer window, and believe it or not, we're coming up on 100 Prem de la Prem episodes. Wow. Count them. So if you've been with us since the beginning, consider yourself a centurion. We'll have something special and completely different in the works. We've been in the lab, and we're going to we're gonna drop our 100th. 100th episode in the coming weeks. Which one's which one's this, Patrick? Like 96, 97. I, I can't tell you because in the uh, in the recording screen, I don't want to X out and tell you what it is. But I think we're I think we're on 96. That's safe guess. Let's go in yeah. 96. Yeah. Well, we're gonna be in ride our bag. with us, folks. Ride with us, folks. We are in what they call the golden age, and you know how they say in the office, um, you know how you're in the good old days, but it's too late to realize it. Won't we'll realize it, folks. Be present in this moment with us, and we will. It's going to be a celebratory atmosphere, like we've just won these our are own the good, podcasting these are the good title. Days? Yeah, these are good days. Oh shit! Yeah, I don't think they're going to get better. <laughs> Dude, I just, I, I just, you know, because you're in the home stretch. You know how you always catch me off guard. I'm on Twitter. Uh, so expected goals in the Premier League: Arsenal's twentieth with one point six six all season. Expected goals against Arsenal is 20th with 8.36. I'm just hoping for transfer news and I just get to keep hitting hit with bad stats. <laughs> I just want to get back to the transfer news. Patrick, it's okay to not be okay. <laughs> and oh, it I'm is going to get better. I'm fine. It is going to get better. They're on the come up. We're on the come up. We'll see you next week. Patrick, favorite vegetable? Onion. Oh, geez. That is the most All of them. classic answer. Ogres are like onions. Pat likes onions. We love you here at Prem de la Prem, and we will catch you next week. Sweet! What's up, Prem heads? Make sure to find us on Apple Podcasts at Prem de la Prem, a Premier League podcast, and smash that subscribe button. For all other interviews, segments, and hot takes that you can handle. You can also find us on Instagram for some fire content at Prem de la Prem Podcast. No spaces, no punctuation, just like life.